I remember when they told me there was nothing for me. No hopes to keep on dreaming, and I was way past 30. I sat in my room, and I began to cry. Then caught myself again, said I would upgrade my life. I'm gonna upgrade my life. I'm gonna upgrade my life. Could never do it without my tribe. I'm gonna upgrade my life. Welcome to the Dr. D Inspire Upgrade My Life and Biz podcast, where we give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. Dr. Lana DeGrasse, president of Turning on the Lights Global Institute, today is July 30th, 2023, and I want to welcome you to this podcast. You know, I've been on fire. So many of you have sent in your emails. So many of you are letting me know that you're tuned in to the Upgrade My Life and Biz podcast that I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you to my Spark members. Thank you to my coaches. Thank you to my leaders. Thank you to authors. You guys are absolutely amazing. And today I have such a wonderful topic and personal story that I want to share with you today in this podcast. Make sure you stay tuned to this podcast as we will be covering so much around personal development in the second half of 2023 because you're just that special to me. And many of our listeners and Spark members and constituents, look, we are either kicking our side hustle to start or we are pivoting or expanding our entrepreneurship. And so I think that this discussion that we're going to have today should shed light on what many of you experience at different times, because it's a concern that most people, um, especially people who are givers, people who are, who are, you know, the, the individuals that people come to to tell their darkest, deepest, deepest secrets. Right. So a lot of times I coach amazing leaders. Many of them are women. And every now and then I always have to bring up the day I left DMU. DMU for me stands for Doormat University. The day I left DMU. See, I was one of those people in my formative years that was really quiet, actually. I would spend a lot of time observing before I spoke. I would spend a lot of time listening. And eventually, people would come up to me, and you know, whether I was in high school or college, and they would share with me some of their deepest, darkest secrets. And a lot of times when people are sharing things with you, they don't necessarily want your input or insight. Sometimes they're just trying to share, you know, part of their journey, what they've gone through, which is understandable. But the danger of being a confidant or someone that people can shed some of their weights when they're speaking to you, the danger of that is not falling into the trap of being the person on the receiving end all of the time and also not designating yourself to be a pit stop where people can just drop off all their baggage, luggage, uh, things that they didn't do or accomplish, resentments, 
projected onto you, which then causes you to be heavily influenced. So the title, How I Left Doormat University, is very fitting because as you, if you have read any of my books, even the poetry books, you'll notice a common theme throughout all of the books. And I've written Tomorrow Can't Wait, Chronicles of a Poet, Sidonius Chronicles, which we'll spend a lot more time talking about uh, in 2024 and the latter part of 2023. Um Women Build Confidence Coaching Series, all of these books have the same theme, which is a reminder to look in the mirror and not only just appreciate what you see on the outside, but appreciate what's going on on the inside and to also make room for adjustments, adjusting relationships, adjusting expectations, adjusting the day when you just feel like you don't have any more to give. According to Psych Central, they have a great article called How to Stop Being a Doormat and Regain Your Self-Respect. And they have this little section here that says signs that you're being too passive. People take advantage of your kindness. You don't feel appreciated. You feel burnt out on giving and not receiving. You don't take care of yourself because you're too busy. Hmm taking care of everyone else. You say yes when you don't want to. You apologize for things you didn't do or didn't cause. You feel guilty. You spend time with people you don't like. You avoid conflict. You compromise your values if it means people will be happy with you. Wow. And so just think about some of what I just read. I mean, when you say yes when you don't want to, when you apologize for things you didn't do or didn't cause, or when you apologize for actually stating what you really feel and someone not being appreciative or happy about it. It never pays off to be a people pleaser because when you're a people pleaser, yes, for a short term, people might feel happy with you, but you will resent yourself down the line. And I remember imposter in the earliest days of just being a leader of saying, who do I think I am? (laughs) But I'm glad for what I call a lot of still moments during my youth and a lot of wonderful teachers who saw the gift of wisdom I had since I was very young. And they would always say, my goodness, you are such a leader. Or they would always say, you have something to say. They would always nudge me to do more or to be a better person or to strive more. However, I still hadn't developed enough gumption at that young age of, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 to really understand, you know, what does it really mean to have self-respect and also strong boundaries? You see, as a young person, you don't really think about how much the formative years impact you, but they do impact you. And as someone I mentioned before that didn't really have a relationship with my father, but reflecting him, I had a struggle with that. And that in and of itself played a big role in me just not feeling like I was enough. And I share the story of one day sharing my, um, my artistry 
with these two individuals and one of them just straight up looked at me and said, oh, well, you know, you're too chocolate anyway. And those words and experiences like it definitely had an earlier uh, position in terms of how I saw myself and how I gave to people. So I just figured, you know what, I'll just give to people and I'll be kind to people and they will be kind back. Not realizing the real value I was actually giving as a young person and as a young leader. But that definitely all changed. So I just first want to interrupt this by saying if you ever felt like you needed an upgrade of your self-esteem or you needed an interruption to know that your failures don't represent who you are today or maybe you got divorced and you don't feel attractive or maybe the business failed and you know you got some bad reviews whatever it might be this could be your time to wipe the slate clean and to reestablish your positioning So I do remember clearly as day, one of the earliest memories I have is I was a college student trying to figure out my way. And I remember that I was in the midst of different circles trying to figure out, you know, who would be my friends, who would be my alliances during these interesting years of life. And um, I remember I was at a place where I was just trying to figure out who I was. And I was trying to remind myself, wait a minute, You didn't always feel beautiful. Yeah, you got picked on. Yes, you were called all these names growing up. And we all have those bully stories, don't we? But it came to a place in college where I realized, wait a minute, I have more choices over how I want to perceive the next three years than I realize. And I will never forget that it was in one of those summer moments as a college student. I looked out and I went to this library. It was actually a book It was actually a bookstore, so they sold used books and some new print books. And there was this one book that I saw called Self, about self-help. Now, I don't even remember the author or what the book specifically covered in terms of self-help, but what I remember is seeing the word self or the words self-help. And I thought, that's interesting. I've never seen something or heard about anything called self-help. And I want to encourage you to find that intrinsic energy to locate something within you that allows you to really find the true essence of who you want to be. So I remember finding the self-help book and just being amazed that you could help yourself. (laughs) I know this sounds funny. But you have to imagine at this stage, I was, you know, still in my late or early, early 20s. And I was just discovering so much. I mean, I talk a little bit about it, but, you know, I went to UMass Amherst. They had this library where if you went on the 11th floor, you could find all these articles about interesting things around the world. And so anyhow, I just remember this season of journaling of writing of introspection and hey everybody this is my buddy what's your name mac mac tell us what you learned from today i learned uh 
that you can't be self-destructive and make excuses for things that you really love to do that you wish you would. But what would you tell someone else like yourself? Don't make excuses. Do what you love, no matter what anybody says. You can awesome. make it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. And just thinking, wait a minute, you mean to tell me I have the chance to rewrite the script on what and how I decide to operate? Whew. That was amazing because prior to that, I felt guilty a lot of times. Of course, I would say yes to a lot of demands that I just, you know, I felt obliged to do. I had no idea that this phrase, self-help, was something that could be employed. But what I did learn over the years from my early 20s, moving on into my 30s, and definitely till this present day was how important self-help actually is because yes you can go to your faith communities yes you can talk to your best friends but there's a moment where you are by yourself looking out the window reflecting on life or at the pond thinking about your your deepest darkest secrets and isn't it empowering to know that you can help yourself I want to interject here and read this poem from my book, Sidonius Chronicles, My Story of Courage, because I am ready to come out. It says, it takes courage to leave the familiar. I was 16. I was walking down the street. I was walking in the city, past the broken beer bottles, past cats calling me for attention, walking past the booming systems and at times yellow caution tape to avoid the urban tragedies before me and I dreamed of becoming. I saw new glimpses at 19 as I learned about this idea of self-acceptance and I dreamed of becoming all that was not expected of me. And I go on and on. I'm going to skip some parts of it. And it says, I wanted to become someone who accepted myself. I wanted to become confident in a manner that surpassed my internal flaws. I wanted to become five star and believe that my dreams of turning on the lights in my life and those of others could be tangible. These boards and I would want to participate and I wouldn't think about how tired I would be. And at some point, I really had to get clear like Alana you're causing yourself burnout. You're causing yourself frustration because you're saying yes to all these things, although they are good. But if you are burnt out, you can hardly catch a breath when you go to bed. And there were times, you know, in my mid-20s, in my early 20s, when I was uh, still in school, I remember just literally getting to bed so late at night after being a part of all these student leadership things and my, one of my um, professors saying, you've got to take care of yourself. So in the earlier days of my leadership, I just thought, well, I'm a leader. So I lead and I say yes, to everything, and I'm going to be there for everyone. But that was a big learning milestone for me. The other thing I want to go back to is that whole aspect of self-care and stating affirmations. I mean, I remember when I wrote the affirmation, affirmation of a survivor, you can find it in both of my poetry books. I am delivered from scattered thinking. My yes will be yes and my no will be no and I will not be 
cowardly, unsettled by people, situation, family, or friends. I will love my skin, my feet to dance, my cheeks of splendor. Your best is in me. And I'll never be in lack. I'll never wrestle after consulting you, but be planted like a rock. And though times I have fallen, I will continually stand. Now, this was a personal mantra and prayer that I would say, and I just remember finally getting to a place where not only was I stating it on a day-to-day basis, but I felt such empowerment and such fearlessness as it came to finally stepping into the woman you see today. So transformation is a process. And part of that process is understanding how to value who you are and how you want to operate. And I always end up talking with my clients and saying it's hard to operate a five-star business if you don't feel five-star. And so many of my clients and constituents and individuals who tap into my streams, you guys are so passionate about what you do. I mean, I get to serve thought leaders, coaches, you know, people in the spotlight. um, And I love to send the reminder that you are not only enough, but you also deserve a break and you deserve a moment to be human. And I tell you, when I left Doormat University, everything about my life really did change because my nose were faster. I knew clearly what I wanted and didn't want to do. I was able to also look at the end results of a decision faster before saying yes to it. So I knew, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this particular thing because it doesn't align with one of my personal goals of X, Y, and Z. So when you are true to yourself and you're true to cleaning up the clutter and getting still, as we talked about yesterday, you will really surprise yourself. And it's funny, Hubster and I, we were watching a show and we were talking about ageism and how, you know, we are getting older every day, every second that passes by, we are maturing and how we look at that maturity is so interesting. Right. So, you know, I think about the pressures that we feel as women to stay and be like we're 22. No, we're not 22. (laughs) But our energy, our attitude, our perspectives can still be very youthful and energetic. It's all about how we look at what we are doing. And also, I will say this after sharing with you these steps of how you can overcome you know, low self-esteem and low self-worth and imposter. Um, You got to take the time out to do the work, you know, and that's one thing I want to stress is a lot of self-actualization, self-care, self-training. A lot of that work you have to do and find time to do. And I will say I have seen individuals with my same story, Uh, Maybe they've had a similar pathway. 
maybe they also struggled with self-love and they didn't love who they were on the inside or the outside. They struggled to for, with self-acceptance, you name it. And I've seen how if they didn't think it was worth their while to focus on taking care of themselves, I've seen the outcome of that too. I've seen individuals, um, you know, make poor choices or not not grow to their fullest potential or become something other than what they would consider the best versions of themselves. And so I would say, lastly, make time to self-reflect and make time to do the work, to do and write affirmations, to listen to podcasts and lessons and readings uh, or view readings um, that will help you to remind yourself that you are worthy, that you are beautiful, that you're valuable, and nothing about you or your experiences or what you're about to experience is a mistake and that you can use even your flaws and your failures and things that you don't even like about yourself as part of your journey. <sighs> what I love about nature, it just reminds us to be still. So as you listen to this podcast, I want to remind you that you really are that beautiful. You really are that valuable and nothing about you is a mistake. Now, this podcast is brought to you by Turning on the Lights Global Institute, where we love to give you tools and tips to reach personal and professional goals. Learn more about our programs and our special events at tojispark.com. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. If you would like to learn more about our special event, the Upgrade My Life and Biz One Day Boot Camp, please visit us at tojispark.com slash events. That's it for today. Bye-bye. Have you been looking for easy and better ways to accomplish your personal and professional goals? That program, speaking business, or consulting company you want to launch shouldn't be anything less than the best. Why not use the help of a coach to develop and improve your goals? Dr. Alana DeGrasa, the persistence guru of Turning on the Lights Global Institute, has a winning system for you. Business communication mastery and the Women Build Confidence Coaching Virtual Experience will give you the winning system you need. Working with you to complete your action tasks, launch your program, and stand out from the crowd. Hit new milestones while you work at your own pace. Sharpen your vision and help you catapult your results as a new business owner. Get started today. Sign up for a free consultation.